Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 118 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Wonderful to have you here this week. Welcome to this week's episode. It is a goodie. It's a good chat that we're going to have today. If you are new to the podcast, I just wanted to take a moment to welcome you. It is really wonderful to have you here. I know we've got a lot of new listeners recently, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and you're finding the information and the discussions useful. And for our loyal returning listeners, those of us, those of you, I should say, who have been with us for possibly even all 118 episodes, thank you so much. It's great to have you here each and every week. And I know some of you reach out to me and say, oh, heard this week's episode. It's been great. It's really great to hear from you. If you do listen to the podcast regularly and you have been enjoying things, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what you're enjoying, what episodes have been valuable, any aha moments, takeaways, realizations you've had, the best way to do that is to let me know via a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. I'd really, really love to hear from you, whether you're brand new or a returning listener to the podcast. Now, as I said, today we have a good discussion on our hands. Today we are talking about those conversations. We are talking about tackling tough talks with our team. Now, you know the kind of conversations I'm talking about. The, type, the kind of conversations that leave that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach, that have the heart racing, the anxiety-induced, the sweaty palms, the types of conversations that might have you displaying some avoidance tactics. <laughs> I literally know of someone, more than one person in fact, and I've probably been guilty of this myself, that have avoided going to the office because the thought of having one of these tough talks was almost too much to bear. Does that sound familiar to you? (laughs) How do you feel when you've got to have one of these tough conversations with any of your staff? Anxious, nervous, stressed, overwhelmed, keeps you up at night? I definitely would wake up at night stressing about this kind of thing. It's a a 2am kind of thought-provoking topic. And look, here's what I want you to know. If you feel that way, you are a thousand percent not alone. In fact, Having worked with small businesses, especially in the last 10 years, but working with businesses generally on HR for the last 20 years, I could count on one hand the number of managers and leaders that I have come across, and this is in the thousands of businesses I've worked with, that are comfortable with having these conversations and necessarily good at having these conversations. I know of plenty of leaders that are quite okay to have these conversations, but are terrible at it. And by the large part, most of us don't want to have these conversations, we might be mediocre at them, but we find them uncomfortable. And it's totally normal because we don't like confrontation. And although these conversations shouldn't be confrontational, they feel like they might be, particularly, particularly if the person we've got to talk to is a confrontational type. And we've all had one of those on our team. We kind of don't know the best way to approach it. We don't want to be mean, right? (laughs) We don't want to be mean. But it's not mean to have these tough talks. So today I thought we'd chat about firstly when we need to actually have these tough talks with our team. What are the scenarios that are going to present themselves that make this 
something we need to be looking at. I also want to share with you why avoiding them is bad for your business. Because I know it feels like the easiest option. If I just don't have the talk, the problem is going to go away. I don't have to deal with confrontation. It'll be fine. It won't be fine. And I want to share with you what happens when you don't have these conversations. And I want to give you some frameworks and some strategies for tackling any tough talk when it comes to your team. Now, if you're listening and thinking, oh yeah, I need a framework, I need a strategy, just hold tight. At the end of today's episode, I'm going to share with you where you can get a free resource that's going to help you to tackle any tough talk. Sometimes it's handy just to have some notes on hand and a framework to follow when you do have to have these conversations. Because you know what it's like, you get tongue-tied, you forget what you really wanted to say, you're not sure how to get to the outcome. The resource I'm going to give you access to has all of that in it. So sit tight, I'm going to give you access at the end of today's episode. So let's dive into when we might be needing to have one of these tough talks. Now, the obvious one is when we've got a performance or a conduct issue. So either performance or behavior is not what we expect and are willing to tolerate. Now, when it comes to performance, sometimes if we've got the right things in place in our business, it can be a little easier. If we've got a position description and KPIs that clearly articulate the performance expectations, then for most of us, it feels simpler to have a tough talk because we can point to the black and white detail that this is what's expected. This is what you're doing. We've got a gap here. But what I find most often is when it comes to behavior and conduct, we find that a little bit murkier, a bit more of a gray area. And we often find it harder to articulate the exact issue when it comes to behavior and conduct related issues. So performance and behavior and those kind of things, they're the most obvious scenario. But there are definitely other situations that are going to pop up. Sometimes there's situations where we need to have discussions that make us feel uncomfortable and unsure what to say. The classic example I think of here is the employee with a body odor issue. Now, if you haven't had this scenario on your team, just put yourself there for a moment. You've got an employee with a personal hygiene issue. It's affecting the other staff. Everyone's talking about it. You need to talk to them. That is an awkward conversation, right? So that kind of scenario, when there's that uncomfortable scenario, there's also the kind of situation where we're going to have to have a tough talk with people when we've got to mediate or resolve a workplace complaint or grievance. Possibly one team member has made a complaint about another team member and as the leader, We need to mediate that as best we can. We want to resolve those kind of grievances in the workplace in the workplace as quickly as possible. You only want to be reverting to out or external mediation when you can't resolve it internally. And by the time it gets to that point, oh, gee, it's hard to fix. So you, you do need to be resolving and mediating these issues. They're tough talks to have. What about the type of tough talk when you've got to deliver bad news, like a redundancy? or a restructure, or firing someone. I mean, I've just thought of a funny story that I must share with you. My now 11-year-old was at a birthday party only a year or two ago, and the parents thought it appropriate to quiz the children around the dinner table, actually, about what their parents did for a living. My daughter proudly said that my mum fires people (laughs) 
for a living. And I do terminate staff on behalf of clients, not very often these days, but when I was doing, uh, you know, when I had big consultancy practice, that was a thing that we did. And no one likes firing people. It is easier when I'm doing it on behalf of someone else, I'll give you that. But firing someone you know, except when they've been horrendous and you just can't wait to get them out of there. And I can think of a particular scenario where I was quite happy to fire an employee on behalf of a client because their conduct was that terrible. But on the most part, even when we are firing someone, it's not fun. It's a tough talk. And I've certainly been involved in redundancy discussions where the anger in the room, the resentment towards the employer has become quite, in fact, physical in some circumstances. And I'm used to doing these tough talks on behalf of businesses. I do them all the time. And yet that was an incredibly tough one. So delivering bad news is really hard. Delivering news about the company's decision-making and priorities, which might be that we're making changes and it's not the change that you want to happen, Maybe you're relocating and you know people aren't going to be happy about it. Maybe, actually, right now, very topically, you're trying to get people to come back into the office after they've been working from home for a couple of years. And a lot of businesses are finding that very, very tough. And something that has, you know, certainly been common over the last few years in particular is having tough talks when there's this uncertainty around, when your people want certainty and you can't give it. That can be really tough as well because you want to be able to make people feel safe and like things are going to be okay, but sometimes you can't give that guarantee. That can be really tough, right? So when we're thinking about tough talks, whilst the immediate thought process is it's a performance management discussion, there are so many different scenarios where we may need to have tough talks with our team and the ability to have a framework to use, to rely on, to fall back on, to follow can be valuable in all of these scenarios. Now, as I shared earlier, one of our favorite ways to deal with this as business owners and leaders and managers is to stick our head in the sand. (laughs) Let's just avoid the whole thing, right? That'd be so much easier. If I just don't go to the office on the days that employee's in, then they can't get under my skin and I won't have to talk to them. Or um, if I just pretend like it's fine, then it'll become fine. Or if I don't say anything, they'll just get better. Here's the thing. It's not going to get better on its own. Not going to happen. It's not going to go away. They're not suddenly going to fix the performance issue or the behavior issue. And when you don't deal with it in a timely way, like immediately, it can actually make the situation a whole lot worse. Firstly, if you avoid having some of these tough conversations when you need to, which might mean consulting with employees about potential workplace change, um, giving a warning about a performance issue, you actually are limiting your options down the track. I I could not tell you how many times I've had clients come to me and say, I want to terminate this person. We've had ongoing issues with them. Their performance has been terrible. We've had issues for years. How do I legally terminate them? And I'll say, great, can you show me where you've given them warnings? Oh, no, we've never given them a warning. Can you show me where you've had discussions with them, where you've told them that their performance was not okay, or we haven't documented any of that? You're cutting your nose off to spite your face, guys. So you're, you can limit your options by failing to act. The other flip side of this, and this is an interesting reframe, we think 
that we're being mean having these conversations, but actually we're doing our employees a disservice. Don't forget that fundamentally our people want transparency. They want to know what we expect from them and how they're going against those expectations, and they want to know what their future holds. If we're not being honest with our employees with that, if we're not telling them whether they're meeting expectations, if we're not telling them that the future is looking bumpy, we're actually not being fair to them. So it's not fair on the individual involved. To take that a step further, when we fail to have conversations and tough talks with someone who's not performing, who's not pulling their weight, do you think that's fair to the rest of the team and their colleagues? Of course it's not. Your people are watching you for your leadership. And when they can see that you're not taking charge, you're not acting, you're not having the tough talks, what do you think that does? That undermines their trust in you as a leader. It sends the message that what the other person's doing is okay because you're letting it slide. It damages your culture and it undermines trust in your workplace. But possibly most importantly, it's actually not fair on you. You're going to still have sleepless nights. This is still going to consume headspace. You're going to tolerate performance and behavior that is not up to the standard that you expect. That's not fair on you. And if this is your business, here's a little reminder. It's your business. You are in control. And you need to have these tough talks because it's better for you. So avoiding these conversations is bad for business. It's bad for you. It's bad for the individual employee involved. And it's bad for the rest of the team. There is nothing good that is going to come out of avoiding a tough talk. With that being said, how do you have them? (laughs) You want a magic wand right now, don't you, where I'm going to make it really, really simple. And look, I find if there's a framework for something, it always becomes easier. It's like when you get a script. You know, I'm sure at some point in your career, you've had to do some kind of sales process, whether in your business, you've had to make a sale or you've worked in a company in the past where you've had to sell something. You know, my very first, one of my very first jobs um, at McDonald's, you know, we, we had to upsell. Would you like fries with that? It became just part of the process, but we were given a formula and a framework for how do we do that? When someone orders this, you upsell that. We were given a script. And when you're given a script or a framework or a process, it becomes simpler because you don't, it, it just takes the mental load away. You follow the steps. I'm going to give you some simple steps that will help make this easier. Now, I can't give you the script here on the podcast because each of you are going to be having very different tough talks, but I will have something coming for that soon. But I can give you a step-by-step framework of getting yourself ready and having a framework to make this a successful tough talk. So let's run through the steps I'm going to suggest. The first one is the biggest one because this is about your mindset. And I don't like to go woo-woo here on the podcast, but the reality is if we walk into these meetings uncertain, unclear, with no plan and thinking that it's going to be terrible, it's going to be terrible. (laughs) There's no going back on that. So you have to get in the right mindset. And this involves pulling the big girl panties up and being a little bit courageous. I'm not going to tell you that there are going to be no nerves walking into having these conversations. There will be, and sometimes more than others. So you have to be courageous. Brene Brown talks a lot about having the courage to lead, and this is one of those times that you started this business, you took on this leadership role, you stepped into management for a reason. This is one of the things that comes with the territory. So 
take a deep breath, stand up straight, think about the positive outcomes you're looking to achieve here, get clear on what it is that you want the outcome to look like, and get courageous. Now, on a very meta level, and this is really basic, but um, (laughs) something that can go very wrong very easily, pick your time and place. Do not have this conversation at five o'clock on a Friday. Firstly, everyone wants to get out the door. Secondly, you're sending the applicant home, well, not the applicant, the employee home over the weekend in a, in a really bad headspace that's probably not going to be conducive to solutions and moving forward. Also, don't have this conversation in the kitchen whilst you're making a coffee, in front of other people, in a meeting room that looks like a fishbowl where everyone can see you. Think about the time and the place. You need somewhere relatively private, quiet, where you won't be disturbed. You, I would pick a time and I would not make it five o'clock on a Friday. I probably wouldn't make it five o'clock any day of the week for that matter because the, the employee and you are going to need to percolate after this and come up with solutions. And so having them run off home to complain to their family is not conducive to them thinking about solutions. So pick your time and place. Fundamentally, and this is where writing yourself some notes is really important, be clear. Be very clear. What is the outcome that you are looking for at the end of this conversation? Now, you don't have to tell the employee that when you sit down with them, but you need to be clear in your own mind. And I definitely, if you're someone that sort of tends to over-talk when you get um, caught up with things or nervous or flustered, write yourself some notes. Definitely write some notes because Otherwise, you will not get the key messages out and the employee will leave the meeting unclear, which is like worst case scenario. So when you sit down with them, be clear. We're here today to talk about X. The challenge I'm having with this is Y. Here's what I'm expecting. Here's what I'm seeing. You can see we have a gap here. I want to talk about how we can fix that. Be really, really clear. Don't feel the need to pad around with words. I know it can be tempting. (laughs) That's that's something I have really worked hard on myself, actually, because when I was early in my career, I I could say clearly what I meant, and then I'd just keep waffling on because I felt like I had to fill the space. Don't, because you lose your message. Then, once you've clearly articulated why you're here, what you're talking about, what the issue is, listen. Stop talking and listen. And I mean really listen. Get curious. Stephen Covey says, seek first to understand, then to be understood. We don't know what's going on sometimes with employees in their minds. I know we think we do, but we don't. Listen, seek first to understand. Find out their take, what they think is going on, what they think the challenges might be. Be solutions focused. And be very clear with the employee that we are here to find a solution. Now, obviously, if you're delivering news, if this is a tough talk to do with firing or redundancies, you're not there to find a solution, but you are there to bring a conclusion to a scenario, which is the solution effectively. So slightly different, but still coming to a solution. So have an outcome in mind. And when you end the meeting, recap what that outcome is. So loop back, loop back around and say, okay, so to recap, 
We've discussed that this is the, the, the situation. You let me know that this is what's happening for you. We discussed that we can do X, Y, and Z to help you get to where we need you to get. And this is what you're going to do. And this is what I'm going to do. Have I got that right? Have I missed anything? Recheck with them. And after the meeting, don't just leave it there. Put it in email. Have a follow-up meeting. Touch base with them. Put some, you know, deadlines and timeframes in place. Don't just leave it at the end of that meeting. That's like the worst thing you can do. You've done all this work to actually have the conversation and then you just go, all right, that's it. And don't take any follow-up steps to make sure the solution gets um, resolved. So that's a really simple framework, but it will give you a step-by-step to make sure you stay on track, that you're focused, that you're clear, and that you come to a solution, which is critical with some of these conversations. Be, Be courageous. Pick your time and place. Get very clear listen, be solutions focused and loop back. They are my top tips that I have for you today. Now, if you'd like to get a little more detail on that and have a framework that you can just refer back to, maybe have it sitting on your desk when you need to have one of these tough talks, as promised, I have a resource for you. It is called our Tough Talks Guide. It's your guide to tackling any tough conversation with your team even if you hate confrontation, to help you get a solution. Now, the link to get that guide is in today's show notes, or if you're listening and you just want to type it straight in, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash tough. peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash touch. Tough, I should say. So to recap our conversation here today, we're talking tough talks, tackling tough talks with your team. There are a range of times and places that you're going to need to have these tough talks. Yes, performance-based or conduct or behavior-based, but also those uncomfortable scenarios like the body odor conversation, resolving or mediating a complaint or a grievance, dealing with delivering bad news like a termination or a redundancy letting someone know that they've been unsuccessful for a role, particularly an internal candidate, delivering difficult information about the company's decision-making, maybe a relocation, getting people back into the office, giving people clarity in times of uncertainty. These are all scenarios where we have to have tough talks with our people. But avoiding the tough talk is not the answer. The problem will not go away. You will limit your options and you will only make the situation worse and it's not fair on anyone. And, of course, the framework for tackling any tough talk. So, again, to grab your framework, just click the link in today's show notes, which you can get wherever you're listening to this podcast, or head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash tough. All right, I hope that's been useful. I know that tackling tough talks is a part of what we need to do. No one is immune from this, and we all have to deal with it from time to time, and I get it. It's not fun. It's no one's favorite thing to do, but we're going to put those big girl panties on and off we go. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the podcast. I hope that's been valuable and I look forward to chatting to you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast. 